My name is Vincent and I've been in the field of nutrition and dietetics for 30 years. And what I realized as a nutritionist, I was trying to get all my fruits and vegetables in, but I would be so preoccupied with trying to do things, I would forget to eat. So all of a sudden it's the end of the day and I haven't had my fruits and vegetables. I think a lot of people are in that situation. I found balance of nature and I looked at the ingredients and I thought, this is exactly what I need. And so after trying it for about a week, I'm not a morning person. But I started getting up early and I started feeling better because I had more energy. I think, of course, as a nutritionist, it's best to get all you can from your diet. But it wasn't until I started taking balance of nature that I started noticing a difference. So that's when I thought, okay, there's something about balance of nature that I need to tell the world about. So here I am. Jumpstart your journey to better health for the new year and get $25 off plus a free fiber and spice when you use discount code KATE. Z-Stack was a gift from God. So, so, since, with God's grace, I was the originator of the protocol, both the, the hydroxychloroquine protocol and the Z-Stack approach, that they felt that they were getting an authentic, undiluted version of a treatment that's endorsed by me. And so it's become a real um, successful approach in mitigating the severity of illness, viral illness, is that it's a nutritional supplement, which it is, and that it is an immune booster. Now, what I could say is that it contains quercetin and vitamin C, which according to the NIH peer-reviewed papers is an effective zinc delivery system. And according to peer-reviewed papers also on the NIH, zinc inhibits the enzyme that is associated with RNA viral replication. And according to peer-reviewed papers, vitamin D3 in high normal levels between 50 and 70 essentially eliminates intensive care unit admissions. It's an extremely powerful um, immune booster or optimizing your immune system. It's a general health treatment. It would make sense to have your immune system as optimal and primed before you get sick, and then if you, God forbid, you do get sick, you use zinc and a zinc delivery system to inhibit viral replication, and outcomes are much more favorable. It's a general health treatment. It would make sense to have your immune system as optimal and primed before you get sick. Go to katedallyradio.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and click on the Zelenko ad. And you'll be, you'll be helping Truth and Radio at the same time you're ordering wonderful products for yourself from Dr. Zelenko. Try the new Z-Flu, the brand new product that just came out that it can help you feel a little better when you have the flu and also help prevent the flu. You're going to love this product. It's called Z-Flu. Look for it on Zelenko's page when you link over from my homepage, katedallyradio.com. Thanks so much. Breaking news. The feds have investigated themselves and cleared themselves of any wrongdoing. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Are there many actors in Hollywood who also moonlight as agents, do you think? I think there are probably quite a few, yes. I think probably Hollywood is full of CIA agents, and we just don't know it. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised at all to discover that, you know, this is extremely common. 
At the time, no one realized how extensive the activities of the uh, OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, really was. But after the war, in 2008, documents that were declassified listed 24,000 names of people who served in the OSS during World War II. And we were surprised to discover that those names included Hollywood stars. Why would the OSS be interested in Hollywood stars as spies? Hollywood actors and actresses were used to traveling in secret. They were used to traveling to exotic locations. They had access to power, to behind closed doors, and they were used to acting, uh, playing games, being very discreet in maybe how they handled themselves. So um, at a time when America maybe didn't have a, a, an extensive network of spy training, Hollywood stars were perhaps a logical place to begin with people who could infiltrate areas that were otherwise uh, held back for the average American. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Documentation on a fire request. 24,000 names, a majority of which were Hollywood stars, 40s, 50s, 60s, directors, screenwriters, <laughs> makeup people, of course, um, and uh, all kinds of behind the scenes. Many, many stars. You want to talk about in this hour? I think we should. Why not? There's a couple things I want to talk about. And I started out with that, uh, that, that liner coming into the show when the feds in get, investigate themselves. I just think it's hilarious that Merrick Garland is investigating the Biden documents. <laughs> Can you come up with anything more like insanely stupid than that? I mean, you've got somebody who is anyway, I don't even have to say it. Do I? I kind of think I know how this investigation is going to go. <laughs> so, all right. Wow. The feds have investigated themselves and found themselves cleared of all wrongdoing. That's how that's going to end. They want you to see it for a reason, though. They want you to see it for a reason. That wasn't by accident. Why do they want you to see it? Some, some think it leads to a road to um, cut Biden loose. <laughs> some, think, some, some think that it's, uh, well, a lot of different reasons, but they definitely wanted you to know about it okay and they keep coming up with more pieces of it very interesting all right um so let's talk about hollywood for a moment you want to want to take a break a little bit from the nauseating headlines and and total um i don't know what to call it anymore um bypassed altogether truth in the media. <laughs> so wh let's take a little break for just a second and let's talk about the me. Let's talk about Hollywood. There have been some really strange and sort of fascinating things about Hollywood. Let me play this clip about Greta Garbo. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people realize who Greta was, but let me, let me play this clip. This is about Greta. Here we go. Alexander Korda was a conduit for many of these Hollywood stars in their espionage work. For Garbo, he had a specific mission. There was a German industrialist, Axel Werner Glenn, who had made his fortune through the patenting of Electrolux vacuum cleaners. 
He was reportedly a good friend of Goering. He was also a fan of Garbo. So Corda encouraged Garbo to contact him and do a little espionage work. So in February of 1940, Garbo was in New York, and so was Werner Glenn. So she allegedly put a call into him saying how bored she was with the New York weather and how much she missed the California sunshine. Well, he, being a huge fan and having Garbo on the phone, uh, invited her to his Palm Beach estate on a 10-day cruise. He and his wife and Garbo and a few others. And she could overhear some, just some things, some ideas he might have. Some Basically, she's just acting as a sponge, gathering as much information as she can and reporting it back to Corda. So Garbo's job during this 10-day cruise was basically to act as a sponge, to overhear, to insinuate herself into conversations, to just to hear if anything positive was being said about Hitler. So every time they stopped... She would make herself absent and report back to Corda these findings, whatever findings she would get from the conversations that he was having. Uh, when the cruise was over, she invited them back to Hollywood to uh, tour a lot or two and just to, to hang out for a while. She never discussed this after it was over because she was so close with the Swedish royal family. She was able to obtain the release of physicist Niels Bohr. Now, Niels Bohr was an old friend of hers. He was a Jew in Denmark. She enabled him to escape. She arranged for Bohr to have safe passage from occupied Denmark to Sweden and eventually to America, where he later worked on the Manhattan Project, which was, of course, the atom bomb. So here you have a direct relation of Garbo's interactions with, with uh, this physicist creating the bomb that ended the war, basically. Not only that, as if that weren't enough, she called her friend Gustav V, the king of Sweden, and urged him an audience with Bors when they were doing the transfer into the United States. Now, after this audience... King Gustav V granted asylum to some 8,000 Jews who were in occupied Denmark. And the official word is that 95% of the Denmark Jewish population was saved because of this. So, Matahari or not, it just makes you really, it makes you really wonder about Garbo. Hmm, interesting. Uh, there's a lot of stories like that. And I don't know if people ever put these pieces together. I'm not quite sure. The cover story was the war and that they were doing things for America. But if, if you noticed in that clip, it talked about Greta Garbo being involved of getting the release of the scientists that came and worked on in the Manhattan Project and the atom bomb. And there was a lot more to the story than starlets are just helping America with their patriotism. They counted on the fact that they could get into places that they couldn't. When Ben Affleck was talking about CIA agents in Hollywood, he was being a little flip. He might have been being truthful because I think this happens way more than you realize, way more than any of us realize. I think that 
in that movie Argo, they posed as a movie company making a production to get into the com- into the country, right? For some reason, they didn't, they couldn't, whatever the, the, the situation was, they were showcasing the fact that the movies were hijacked into jobs for the CIA. A very prominent makeup artist was given an award by the CIA and then told everybody, you know, I don't really work for the CIA. They just award me and they send me places, <laughs> but I don't really work for them. I think actually it goes on a lot more. Do you remember when I had Christopher Fulton, the author on from the books, The Inheritance? Okay. The book, The Inheritance was very bold. It was all about the JFK thing and assassination. And it told a lot of aspects that were more or less more shocking, like Marilyn Monroe was actually an asset. She was a creation. If you go back to the photos of Marilyn Monroe, she kind of looked like everybody else. There really wasn't much there that you would have probably noticed. She was more plain Jane. Okay. She was a little, you know, meatier. <laughs> I'll say that nicely. Meatier. Um, yeah, a little more heavy set than, than some of the starlets of the day. She had the mousy hair. She really wasn't much to look at until they created her. Now, the movies about her talk about the creation of her. She talked about the creation of a character named Marilyn. Okay. So the creation, the makeup artists, the studios turned her into a beauty queen starlet. The look, the hair, everything, the clothes, everything. But Christopher Fulton, the author who spent time in prison for owning artifacts that the CIA did not think he was supposed to have, like the watch from the JFK assassination, spent time in prison. He, he said, he said, Uh, that Marilyn Monroe was a spy from the get-go. That she was somebody that was counted on for information. And when she went places, nobody ever thought twice about the information she was gleaming or the time she spent with the president. Everybody inferred that it was an affair. Could have been, but could it also have been built? Or maybe it wasn't an affair at all and built on the delivery of information. There has been a lot more speculation about that. I just recently saw a movie, um, The Fablemans. It was a Steven Spielberg biop, okay? And it was like kind of like his autobiography. And in the end of the movie, he has a meeting with John Ford, the director, the very powerful, arrogant jerk of a director. What's interesting about World War II is that the day after World War II started, so probably December 8th, okay, World War II starts and he is immediately co-opted by the CIA to start going in and filming all kinds of things that would then be shown to the audiences so they could see what was going on in the war. But there, and I'm talking the next day, but it was very clear that he was given directives. Did you know that he was dropped on the beach on D-Day to film? Did you know that he worked every single day within the intelligence community, the OSS, and that there were specific places where he showed up and just knew that that's where the action was going to be and took video role of it. And then what they did was they took that information and spun it into movies that they would show before the movies as newsreels and that they passed the act, the Smith-Munt Act, 
that enabled those newsreels to be shown in whatever information our government wanted to show us. What they did was they legalized propaganda about the rest of the world to us and also um, out there in the world. What we, what we, what other people were talking about from us. Okay. It gets deeper though. And I want to talk about a similarity amongst many of these celebrities, all the names you're thinking of right now, the biggest names of the forties, fifties, and sixties. We'll be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. just thinking what is that what does that music do for you right now <laughs> what did that just trigger in you i'm not talking about the liberal triggering i'm just talking about what did it trigger what kind of response pavlov <laughs> popcorn the smell of popcorn sitting in a theater and getting ready to watch a screen am i right we have been finely tuned fellow americans <laughs> to watch the screen um Squirrel, you know, like watch that light. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about Hollywood. Look, balance of nature, balanceofnature.com, important and uh, and so beneficial. You gotta get your you gotta get your health back. That is one thing you really, really need to do. And I'm excited about balance of nature because I know it's a great answer. Our food supply in the 1920s started diminishing rapidly taking iron out, potassium. Heart attacks weren't a thing before um, 1920. Heart attacks weren't a thing. They were, they happened, but it was rare. We got more and more heart disease when we um, took potassium out of the fertilizer. There's actually a whole backstory to that I'll go over one day. It was a, it was a flaw in um, tractors and farming that caused some things to happen um, where everybody thought we had to have fertilizer additions and synthetics and things like that. But I'll talk about that on another day. Look, uh, balanceofnature.com, code word Kate. And of course, 35% off and free shipping. You can't beat it. And I know this is the one thing really is going to help you on a daily basis, have a lot more energy, be able to face the day, maybe help with your mood a little bit <laughs> and, uh, and uh, keep you strong and healthy, your immune system. It needs these vitamins, okay? All right, so let's talk a little bit more about Hollywood. This is interesting because I've been doing a lot of research on Hollywood for a long time. So I'm, I'm going to give you some of what I've found that I thought, I thought was just weird, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I mean, that doesn't sound super professional as I'm presenting a story. It just sounds weird, but it does. It's odd. Okay, there's so many oddities that I it can't it can't hardly be explained. So we were living at a time in World War Two where the OSS was going. They they then made it in officially into the CIA in, in 1947. But before that, there was a big co-opting of messaging, managing, getting us to go with World War One, getting us to go with World War Two. And then all of a sudden you saw, you started to see particular stars on the scene. Everybody from Jack Lemon. I mean, you name it, you, any name you want to come up with in your head was probably in this group. Okay. The one strange thing. Okay. About, 
about the careers of many, many of the people was that they all served one to two years, almost all of them in non-combat and the majority of them in Signal Corps. What's Signal Corps? Signal Corps actually started in 1863, Civil War, for intelligence gathering and hiding messages in the Civil War. And uh, in World War I, uh, then it went into radio, wire, communications networks. And from 1907 on, it, you know, it, 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 it got into all the mediums that we know of now, okay? But it was all about intelligence gathering. And there have been many claims that there were special sections of the Signal Corps. And this is why you have a lot of Hollywood stars, for some oddball reason, they were able to serve their time in non-combat and also get roles while they were while they were either in this service for a very short time or um, or weren't. So they have this in common and it's it, it almost got too numerous to ignore. When I started going into the backdrops of many, many of our, our Hollywood stars, uh, Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon um, came on the scene because why? Why was he popular? A lot of people can sing and dance and probably act. It wasn't that difficult. Why was he on the scene? Well, he was on the scene because he starred in a military training film. And you would be surprised, even people like Mike Farrell from MASH, you'd be surprised how many people got their start that way. It was just very tied in to military. Very, very strange. Okay. And the reason I, I, I was looking into this was because I could not get over the fact that all of these stars in today's Hollyweird Everybody has the exact same viewpoints on every piece of politics, minus maybe 1%. <laughs> okay. Everybody has the same exact uh, perception of events, outlook, what they drive uh, people to go and see and do and watch and extremely liberal. How do you get that many very independent artists to actually go along and present the same message over and over and over to America. How do you get them to do that? So that's where I started to tell you the truth. It was just this really strange, why is this going on? Okay. Mike Farrell worked on an air force training film and there were, um, lots of places around that, that were obviously everybody knows about the Disney. I've talked about that, the Disney, um, uh, connection with all the films, the propaganda films they were making for war. They wanted us to buy into that war and they wanted to use Hollywood to do it. That was the way in. Okay. And all the stars look sort of random. They look sort of like, Oh, they just popped on the scene and got a lucky break. Is that actually true? So that's my question. That's my question. And guess what? I don't have, I didn't have an answer formed when I went into this. I really didn't because I thought, no, there's got to be a reason for <laughs> all of these people. When you go back, you can take any star. I don't care if it's Richard Dreyfuss. Um, I don't care. Name a star and go back and look at when they started their career. Just go back and read the backstory. 
you're going to find some really strange similarities in people's backstories a lot of the time, especially um, in this period of time. The uh, um, Steven Spielberg's dad was in Signal Corps, by the way. And the movie The Bridge of Spies, there he worked for IBM and GE, and many, many people think that um, he was actually working for the government. And that Bridge of Spies was actually more or less a story that involved his father. That's word on the street. That is, and it's, it's a pretty good word on the street. That is not just a theory. Um, that he didn't just, Steven Spielberg didn't just get, he wasn't just some little nerd who wanted to run around and make movies and all of a sudden they turned him into a superstar. That's how it looks, but that's obviously, you know, of a kid that, that films himself. Okay. Is he, is he a mega star five years later? No, but that's what happened in this situation. Um, we had the, uh, the OSS, uh, which was really the CIA, but we just hadn't really been named yet over here going very, very strong. There was a deluge of support for the war effort. So everything was couched in, um, basically in patriotism. They're patriots and they knew that nobody would question them. So if they traveled around the world and they met with dignitaries and they got information from these dignitaries, nobody was going to think anything because everybody thought they were just stars. Okay. Which it's pretty deceiving. It's pretty deceiving. Um, and if you go back, I went back into the independent movie pictures company. I went back into definitely Ford because Ford was a really strange character. Actually, like I said, he was present on Omaha beach on D day across the Engl uh, English channel, um, was set up with a team of coast guard cameramen to film the battle from behind the beach obstacles. Ford directed all those operations. Was there a reason he was in Hollywood? Was there a reason he was there to deliver certain kinds of movies and messages to us? I'm going to go with yes on this one because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Um, the film uh, that he did over on uh, D-Day was actually edited in London and um, uh, there was a lot to his service. And when I say service, it was over the top, almost like he looked owned, not just providing some sort of patriotism glamour. Okay. This was a, you own me. I have to work for you. I go right to work and I keep working until you tell me to stop. When you go back into these careers, notable members of the signal Corps, Frank Capra, Stan Lee, Russ Meyer, Tony Randall, Gene Shepard, Daryl Zanuck, Samuel Alito, <laughs> Steve McQueen, uh, served Chuck Norris. Um, my gosh, uh, Clint Eastwood, Paul Newman, Jack Palance, Charles Bronson. The list is, is so long that I can't even read it on the air. The one thing that many of them, the majority of Hollywood, when you think about those documents that came out that had 24,000 names identified working for the CIA, either in the capacity to give information or on the payroll, and they never really distinguish which one. So it could be a big heavy mix or maybe most of them just giving information like a Marilyn Monroe. But when you start to think about how many people served now, I know a lot of people served during that time. So I acknowledge that it was World War II. I get it. What's strange about this 
is that I wonder if these people were promised careers and then, of course, not in any heavy, heavy action um, and designed and trained to do certain things within the military. That's the big question. Okay. I acknowledge that many, many people served and thought that that was their patriarchal duty. I get it. You know, many, you know, I've had guests on the show, World War II, Don Fotherham, World War II. I get it. But there was something very distinctly different about the service that they did. And no one ever talks about it. Harry Morgan from MASH. Um, Oh my gosh. There's so many names. There's just so many names. Uh, Jeez. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Hume Crone, remember him? Um, many, many people. So I just, I think that there needs to be more on this. I think that people really need to understand, you know, Clark Gable, William Holden, Alan Ladd, there were many, many, many people that were working with and beholden to groups that worked with the military that might not have just been there to be very patriotic. I do think careers were promised. I look at Dreyfus's career. He did this really strange two years where he was able to act instead of going to Vietnam. <laughs> yes, he bowed out as a conscientious uh, objector, but it, wa- it wasn't even fought. And all of a sudden he had this career that sort of shot through the roof and got bricks that people don't just get it. Everybody had this really strange break right after they did their service, right after they were working with intelligence groups. That was odd. I have to admit that was a strange thing to come across because it wasn't in one or two. It was numerous. When you start to look at the backgrounds of these stars, the people that they picked to become famous, and it wasn't like some of them had a ton more talent than anyone else. Why these people? So what was the common denominator, right? That's what you start to start asking when you're doing research. What was common? This was common. Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar had a really weird uh, uh, secret weapon inventor career behind her. So many people like this. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. You're wanting to be in a movie. Brings up a good point. Why is Hollywood tanking the movies? Why is Hollywood tanking cinema? There's no reason really for it. They could still be making really good movies. Well, and when I say good, they're all full of propaganda. But you know what I mean? Entertaining. (laughs) Entertaining movies. Why are they tanking it? They want you to be in your home more? Watching more smut? Because that's really what Netflix has turned into. And uh, HBO Max and all these different things. It's just a whole lot of smut that they could have never gotten in um, into TV, into your house as easily. Right. So are they just producing movies for Netflix and Prime and HBO and Showtime to get more into your home? Stuff you wouldn't watch, wouldn't go choose to go see at the movie. Is that why they're tanking it? Just a question. 
just a question. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Please go buy a silver round. I have them in studio with me, and uh, you can do cash or check here if you're close to me in my studios at Canyon Media Studios in Utah, or you can um, order online, katedalyradio.com, because I don't think I don't think anyone's going to have a show about this today. <laughs> uh just try I just like backstories I like to know the backdrop when things just seem I, I seem uneasy about them it doesn't make sense to me something's kind of off so that's why I'm doing this today and um, I also want to say inside out hyperbarics what a fantastic place to get some natural healing look you can get one in your home on just over 200 bucks and it can solve a myriad of things it can help with focus and concentration in the brain. It can help with collagen. You can get a facelift while you're doing it. You can. It works on neuropathy, autoimmune, cancer, the cells. It works on allergies. It works on, um, you know, anything, autism, all kinds of reasons to get your body working in its in its optimal way. Hyperbaric is fantastic. You can easily put it away. And um, how cheap is that compared to medical bills that you're probably paying? And better on the body. And doesn't have anything to do with pharma. Back to natural healing. Go to insideouthyperbarics.com, insideouthyperbarics.com, okay? For more info, tell them we sent you. And you can call Ryan, the web, the number's on the website, you can ask questions, insideouthyperbarics.com. It helps with, uh, there's so many things, I would take an hour for me to go through them. Um, so what does Sony really stand for? It's long been recognized that Sony actually stands for Standard Oil of New York. <laughs> Do you remember? You remember Standard Oil, right? I mean, I would hope that um, the Bushes come to mind and all of the, uh, a lot of the players in the deep state. Very, Sony's a very, it's a very interesting acronym, okay? And that has been word on the street for a very long time that it stands for, actually, Sony stands for Standard Oil. The actual owners, it's out of Japan. And um, for being an enemy, it's kind of strange that we do a lot of things through and with Sony. Anyway, all right, let me uh, let me play a couple of clips for you. This was interesting. This was about uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I think a, a relative of his. Here we go. In 1996, the CIA's Entertainment Liaison Office in Hollywood began offering free support to movies that featured hmm, the agency. Free. Chase Brandon, an intelligence agent and cousin of actor Tommy Lee Jones, was the CIA's first liaison officer. He's credited as a technical advisor on a host of Hollywood blockbusters, such as The Recruit, starring Al Pacino as a veteran CIA officer. Our failures are known. Our successes are not. In reality, Brandon was far more than a mere advisor on The Recruit. He helped pitch the film to Disney, that eventually produced and distributed the movie, and was involved in the script writing. The Recruit. As another CIA liaison officer put it, Hollywood is the only way the public learns about the agency. Which begs the question, should the public be learning about the CIA from the CIA without even being aware of the agency's role in the production process? That is an interesting question, but I'll one-up her. <laughs> let me let me one-up her, okay? The question isn't, why is the CIA trying to propagandize the CIA? Why do we have to know about the CIA? I mean, why is it in film? Why do they want us to understand this or view or 
if you go to the movies, let me, let me put it this way. If you go to the movies, okay, and you you, you guys remember the lion that roars, the lion that um, does his little, does little, uh, what what do they call it? The little, um, this. Okay, that was a Metro Goldwyn, Goldwyn Mayer. I could not think of the name. There, They have this insignia, Ars Gratis Artis, and it means art for art, art for art's sake in Latin. Why is the CIA part of these movies? Why do they have to go into certain loads of detail? Did anyone ask for that? <laughs> Did anyone ask for that? If you, if you, it's like asking for, um, I want movies about Department of Housing. <laughs> well, who wants that, right? If you're an intelligence group and you're working and you're doing things that are hideous and wrong when it comes to, um, you know, throwing our liberty in the trash and um, making things happen so that we can intervene. Okay, I'll be blunt because it's just that's what the CIA does. I don't know of anything good that the actual CIA has ever done. Okay, um, so when you look at this agency, why are they begging to be in Hollywood? Why are they begging to be in the movies? And why do they go to the extent, like Tommy Lee's cousin, to make sure movies are pitched and that we are so excited about the CIA. Why did they reach out to do that? Why? And it, it, it kind of does go along with her question too. But I have to point that out because no one asked for it. Nobody was clamoring to know what they did. What people thought in the 40s, in 47, was that the CIA was there to help us against post-World War II against all the people that wanted to come and take us out. And that they were going to thwart the actions of that in foreign arenas. But since their inception, all we've had is domestic and foreign enemies, <laughs> numerous ones, domestic and foreign enemies since the invention of the CIA and also a lot of PSYOP. And, and then all of a sudden after the CIA came, we have all of a sudden the lone single gunman agitur provocateur crop up. And in the 60s, you saw a rash of deaths by these certain types of people who a lot of people think were absolutely under their control to do that. So I could go on and on about that. It's a totally different show. But they wanted, they wanted this. And there's a reason for it. Okay. So then let's go into CIA and Hollywood just a little bit more. And one more clip. Here we go. Let me uh, start it here. Sorry. Any big budget war movie or take in a spy thriller and you could walk away not knowing just how much your movie experience was shaped by the Pentagon or CIA. However, a trove of official documents obtained under U.S. freedom of information laws and published this year detail the dealings between filmmakers and intelligence officials at Langley, Virginia. Yeah, in fact, this was happening so much so, such an overload. That they do disclose the fact that movies like Top Gun, all these movies, they want to borrow their equipment. So then the Pentagon gets to check out every movie script and either give it an A-OK or no, you have to go back and rewrite your movie because it wasn't favorable to military. It wasn't favorable to CIA. If we were doing things right, why would it need to be? Why would it need to be favorable? Why would they have to shape your opinion about it unless they were doing things that were wrong? Correct. There's a problem. 
<laughs> there's a definite problem. So they do disclose some of it. They tell you, oh, yeah, the Pentagon in exchange for toys just wants to check out the script. What they're not telling you is that from the get-go, even getting movies pitched and even um, to the extent of how many movies are controlled by the CIA in messaging and to what extent. And it's not always, I think, about the CIA in particular or only. Okay. Then, I mean, you have things like going back in history, World War II, you had uh, these stars traveling together. You had uh, Cary Grant, Marlene Dietrich, and Greta Garbo. And they were sort of ushered around. (laughs) Uh, uh, Interestingly enough, they were all three bisexual. Cary Grant, Marlene Dietrich, Greta Garbo. It's kind of a common theme in Hollywood. In fact, the prediction is 97% of Hollywood is bisexual or gay and hide it. Hide a lot of it. Strange, right? But these three were actually very notably, but in the name of patriotism, um, delivering messages and gathering information for, um, like we just said in the beginning with Greta Garbo, but Cary Grant and Marlene Dietrich were also a part of that too. There was so much of this that I don't have time in an hour to go through it. Kind of like Hedy Lamar, an inventor of military technology. Julia Childs. Remember Chuck with the gong, that guy, <laughs> the CIA guy. So some of it's leaked out, but the overall picture of when those documents came out and disclosed 24,000 names and the majority of them being in Hollywood. Here's another question for you. Why did they... Um, Why did, in the 50s, the whole commie thing, why did they really make that about Hollywood? Why was Hollywood the big subject to get scrutinized? Why? Why do you think that happened? It's kind of interesting, some of these little groups, I could go on and on about this, but there were little groups that popped up, and you could tell that um, Hollywood was definitely under certain people's control because groups would be then um, the media would taint them as uh, commies. And then all of a sudden these little groups would go away. And there were actors, even actors that became very, very popular out of these groups that once they disavowed those groups, then their career blossomed. But it was it, 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 one guy was even like suicided be, as the head of one of these groups. And I think that it was, it was a way to take control over maybe what could have been sort of double spying or, or things like that. But there was a definite reason that they went after Hollywood on this. They made them the public square, you know, beating of, of the commie thing. We all knew communists were in government, but they specifically went into Hollywood. They did a little government, a lot of Hollywood. It's just very interesting. Okay, Caller, you got one minute. Yes. First of all, Hollywood uh, is a, was at that time particularly a major opinion molding institution. Yes. Yep. The CIA uh, OSS uh, was handed on a silver platter to them by the communists. Mm-hmm. It was communist uh, cells all over Hollywood, all over Los mm-hmm. Angeles. This is, and they won. They won the battle. It was over by the late fifties, uh, if not the mid fifties. The main battle was in the forties. Uh, started in the thirties and through the uh, uh, early forties. You know, the House uh, Committee on Un-American Activities, mm-hmm. they exposed a huge number of uh, communists uh, that were <laughs> writing in 
and, and the, uh, the producers or actors. Uh, it, it was the communists that, that really handed over Hollywood to the conspiracy. Do you think, though, I'm going to take you off the air for a second. Sorry about that. Hold on. Let me. Okay. I apologize. I knew my voice was going to not hold out today. I should have kept Mark on. Do you think there could have been more to that story? Do you think it wasn't about just rooting out communists for the good of America since America was already controlled by them? Do you think it was about making sure that all of Hollywood was warned that if you ever try to go a little rogue or not keep up with the messages, I don't just mean like communist versus America. I mean, moving into more of a globalist arena where every single Hollywood person now has to be a prototype of the liberal party and a messenger of the liberal party. You don't get a career in Hollywood unless you're the messenger of the liberal party. And the ones, the very, very few conservatives that have spoken out have sort of backtracked or they go very light or moderate. It's not hardcore. You don't see anybody. The only people talking the truth are actually the ones losing their careers and they're never heard from again, right? Or they're mocked in the media. So was there even more to just a battle between communism and America? Was it deeper than that (coughs) to make sure that the cat didn't get out of the bag that Hollywood was completely taken over for messaging at that point from a lot of different interests, not just a battle of communism. It's just a question, just a question I've had. There's a lot of uh, research on this. I have so much. <laughs> and so I, I have lists and lists and lists of names. You'd probably be shocked at. I should probably just put it into show notes. There's just so much more to this story, and I think that we need to have a different perspective. Just change your perspective a little bit on it and see how many other things surface when you start to realize that maybe a lot of Hollywood stars, (coughs) the reason they marry each other, the reason they're always together, that there's more to the relationships and the sort of creation of these stars. Why do they get famous? They're not really good actors. Why do they get famous? That's the question. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you tomorrow. George, uh, Gerald Salante and uh, George Webb tomorrow. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous...